So what do you want to do? What? How do you want to do this? Uh, let's do. So like we're gonna gather and shell chickpeas. Does that? Yeah, we can do that. Where's the Where's the peas? I got most of them already. Actually, I got the big ones. But these are chickpeas. We've got a bunch of tomatoes to harvest. Um, we've got some cucumbers. I didn't harvest because I figured you'd want to pull the cucumbers yourself. Okay. It's like, oh yeah, because you were saying that you don't get to harvest things. Right, right, right. And then we have to, I probably have to water the tomatoes and everything else. And then there's a bunch of basil to harvest. And there's like three eggplants that are good to go. Okay. Yeah. That's probably more than we need. I would imagine so, yeah. I'll admit it. I have a pretty deep-seated antipathy for gardening vegetables. They just end up seeming really finicky. They all need different things. They don't turn out the way you want. And then at the end of an entire seasons of work, you look at the three tomatoes you have in your hand and you think like, was this worth it? For me, no. It has very rarely been worth it. But I'm a big enough man to change my mind. And my neighbor, Raphael, is I'm an extremely enthusiastic and experimental gardener with a lot of different kinds of vegetables. So he waited until harvest time for a lot of the different things he was growing. And then he invited me over to give me a taste of it and make his pitch. So let's go back outside. Let's go to Raphael's garden and let's see if he can make me a convert. So you want to start with the chickpeas then? Yeah. Okay, so... How does this work? You tell me. Well... I want to get the chair. I want to grab the chair for you. I mean, tell me about... I never even thought of growing chickpeas, honestly. Neither have I. What inspired, <laughs> what inspired you to grow them? Uh, my friend was like, I've got some chickpeas. And I was like, cool, I've never grown chickpeas. Let's try it. Yeah. That was basically it. What do they need? What do they like? They're a legume. Are you already recording or now? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, they're a legume, <laughs> so they're like in that same bean family. Okay. And so um, what I like about them is that they're a nitrogen fixer. Yeah. And so no matter what, you know, I throw them in the soil, and I know that the other things around there are going to be happier. Yeah. Because they're going to get some more nitrogen. They don't grow like normal legumes do. Like they have these sort of almost fern-looking branches. Like they yeah. look a little tropical. Almost. Or like a peanut. Have you ever seen a peanut grow? I have not. So peanuts are really interesting. They kind of have that same leaf structure, but they all grow out of the root. Right. Um, these look like a peanut. There's normally two chickpeas in each in each little shell. This one only has oh one. Oh my gosh. And I just let you them just dry. Yeah, you just pop it open. Wait, so that doesn't look like a garbanzo bean at all. It's a black chickpea. Yeah, it does. Oh. Have you, have you seen a dried garbanzo bean? Yeah, but aren't they white? Yeah, they're brown, like a light tan brown yeah, almost. This is very dark. Yeah, this is a. That's why I grew it. This is a black chickpea. I was Do like, that's really cool. Better nutrition. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Just exotic. Exactly. And you just planted them all by seed. And I planted them all by seed. I basically took that garbanzo bean and yeah. tossed it in the ground. And that was the end of it. And that was the end of it. And nice. it just started to sprout. And um, uh, yeah. And so the first step of harvesting these things is you're actually gonna pull up the plant from the. Yeah, from the ground. root. That's exactly right. Because so, it's not going to grow anymore. Yeah, it's pretty much done. Um, and, and I want this spot in the garden for something else. And so you just pick them up, pull them by the root. And then, um, yeah, you can see the pods are all dried out, just like any other bean. It's and cool. They've got it's a fun, like a maraca totally. sound to it. 
which I dig. That's really cool. And you could harvest these while some of the beans are still green. Yeah. Um, and you can actually eat chickpeas. No way. Green. Oh, and that one doesn't have one that's fully developed. But yeah, let's oh. see if we can find one that's... Here, is this one? Yeah, that could be one. Okay. Give it a go. So just... Yeah, just pop, pop it open. Pop it it kind of pops open on its own because yeah. there's air inside the pod. So... I got like a little one. Here's one. Okay, it's and it's green. got like... It just kind of tastes like... It looks more like a edamame yeah, bean kind of. Yeah, it hasn't turned black yet. This is, doesn't have anything in it. Mmm. Oh. It's just kind of like a bean, right? Yep. There's a little lemony taste to it. Is there? Oh, I haven't had one yet. I haven't tried one green. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thanks for I experimenting. The, yeah, no. I stole the first one. You were the you were my well, guinea here, pig. Try this one. It worked out. I think I've got one here. The pod itself on the outside has like a little bit of a like a fur s- sour sort of citrusy taste. Yeah. I get that. And then the bean is just kind of a bean. Yeah, it just tastes like a bean. Okay. Cool. So we're just going to pull these up? Yeah, just pull them up. And then um, if you want to sit, Topher. Yeah. There's a chair here. Okay. And all I do is I just basically take the pu- the shells and I toss them back into the garden as a way to like increase carbon into the soil. Okay. And also inject a little bit of the nitrogen back Do we back add more in. nitrogen? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, cool. So it'll slowly just decompose and do its thing. Nice. And it probably serves as a little bit like different texture. Yes. Makes it easier for worms to dig around in there. A hundred percent. Okay, cool. All right, let's get to let's get to me yeah, actually doing something instead of just making you tell me about stuff. Um, and then my approach to gardening, I don't know if this helps you in any way, is pretty much just low-key like, oh, yeah, let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, cool, I tried it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Do you want a chickpea that's like this? No. Okay. No, you can just, yeah, that's compost or trash. Cool. Even this one? Yeah, and just toss it. So while we're while we're shelling, or what is this? What do you call it? Depotting? I would shell. It's called shelling, yeah. Okay. While we're shelling chickpeas. Yeah. Talk to me. You were saying a little bit about your gardening philosophy being just like, let's try this. Just kind of experimenting. Yeah. Uh, has that always been your philosophy? Well, you know, I'm fortunate that I lived in a first, well, a developed nation. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have to rely on my gardening yeah. to feed myself. Uh-huh. And so because of that, I um, just like to try things and give it a go. And if yeah. it, I think there was higher stakes involved with right. being a subs- subsistence farmer, yeah. I would probably be a little bit more methodical in my approach. Yeah. What do you like about your current approach? Like, since you have the privilege of being able to not rely on this, what like? why is this your preferred way of doing it? Uh, I just, you know, I'm not stuck in my ways. You know, I'm not like, okay, I'm going to do a square foot garden. Like, if you look behind us where that tomato is, there's a giant tomato. Well, there's a orange-yellow tomato that I thought was an interesting sort of varietal. And behind it was a beefsteak tomato. Mm-hmm. And the beefsteak, something ate the stock. And, you know, I was bummed. Yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't crushed yeah. about it. But then right next to it, probably fighting for its life, are a row of kale Uh and then next to that is a whole bunch of basil and then next to that were onions and now are marigolds and so you know like i'm probably 
if he, a real gardener or farmer probably saw that, they'd be like, why do you have everything so packed in so closely together? Uh-huh. And it's probably because of a lack of knowledge and just like trial and error, not really caring that much. That's fun. You know what I mean? What are, because of that approach, are there any things that you've learned that maybe you wouldn't have learned otherwise? Uh, you know, I probably learned things the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just like, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if um, I spent some time on the internet doing some research on like the best t planting time or how to do things, or like that one chickpea plant will only produce enough for like a half a meal. Yeah, I would have probably planted you know all the chickpeas at once. Right, right, right. But next year, if I choose to do chickpeas, I will do them all at once. Right? Yeah. One of the things that you were just saying is a reason why I tend to not enjoy making vegetables and not, or like growing vegetables and food and not, yeah. is like, you're like, okay, well, I got half a meal out of these things. And start a, like, that kind of bugs me a lot of times, where yeah. I'm just like, oh, if I wanted to make a full cucumber salad, I would still need to go to the store to buy supplementary, you know what I mean? Like, that just, like, it feels like a lot of work just for, for... half a meal. Yeah, but you know, like, I think there's something really nice. So, like, one of the things that I really like to do is I cook a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I'm the one that generally cooks at home. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that I really like is to invite people over when I've grown something. Yeah. And been like, yeah, so not everything from this is maybe from the garden. But, hey, we grew the black chickpeas, which are an add-on to the regular chickpeas. Mm -hmm. Which give it a nice pop and color texture. That's cool. You know? Yeah. So I think that's nice. And then things like the collards, which we've harvested, I think, four or five times this year, are really commonly used in Brazilian cooking. Um, and so my grandmother taught me how to cook collard greens the way that she did. Oh. And so I, uh, I love that I have them. And, you know, it kind yeah. of reminds me of her and family and whatnot. And, and it makes a nice side. And so it's not the whole meal, but it is enough for a whole side. Yeah. What's her, are you are you able to share your family recipe of collard greens? Oh yeah, it's super easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, um, it, are, you, are you a vegetarian or no? No. Okay, so basically you take some bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Step one. Yeah. You chop up the bacon really fine. So like almost mince, but not quite. Mm -hmm. um, and then you throw it in the bottom of a frying pan. You start cooking up the, the bacon. Then you take the collards and you roll them. You like lay them all flat, devein them, then you roll them all really tight, and then you cut them into little like, almost like julienne them, like really What's fine slithers. Uh, when you roll it up, mm. roulade. Maybe it's maybe that's no. I thought the roulade was a uh, celery. Isn't that celery? Um, the mirepoix. Mirepoix. That's the mirepoix. Yeah, I don't. I don't speak French, so roulade. <laughs> let's go with roulade. <laughs> I forget. Chiffonade. Chiffonade. That's what it is. It's chiffonade. Is I think when you're you, just like, making shit up now. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, chiffonade. Okay. Chiffonade is when you take an herb and then, or whatever, a leaf, and then you roll it up and then you slice, slice it. Slice it. So that you have these long strips. Yeah, basically. Okay. And so I'll cut them, like, if they're really f wide, I'll cut it in half once so that they're not super long strips, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'll... So you were talking about not loving the um, the fact that you don't get a full meal out of your produce that you produce yeah. or that you make. 
This is sometimes the part that I hate the most, is actually the processing. Uh-huh. Which is just like sitting out here. Sitting here and chickpeeing. Yeah, exactly. This is the stuff that I actually like. So my husband and I divide up chores. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind very repetitive tactile tasks. Okay. Like... Uh, like doing the dishes, laundry and dishes. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two he things I hate. Yeah, it. he hates it so much. Um, this stuff, like, I can just put in a podcast, or I can call my mom on the phone, or like talk. You know, have a friend over. Like, yep. I like to bring people over and make them work. That's um, fair. As long as it's just like not anything too, you know. So like this type of stuff, like, I was happy that you were willing to just like give me chores to do. No, because it like makes me comfortable. Like, oh, I'm cool! Like, oh, good! I'm contributing, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like an easy way. I don't know. I'm like an old farm biddy at heart, or something. <laughs> you know. Well, let me know when uh, <laughs> you want to contribute to chores. Yeah. I'm sure I can leave some dishes for you to do. Hands get bored again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my husband would say there's a line for huh? the for the dishes. That, to yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to be doing. So you said. You were gonna remove these and put something else in this bed. What are you gonna put in? Uh, so I want to do a fall crop of broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, um, spinach maybe. Right. All of them are a little bit more frost hardy. Yeah. And so um, you know, having something that you can just come out and grab. Yeah. Like we had a whole bunch of lettuce right here. Uh huh. Which was nice because. There's yes. a couple of days that we just wanted a couple of lettuces totally. and, you know, like a little salad and yeah. to be able to go outside and be like, okay, grab some lettuce greens and then some parsley and, you know, a tomato and let's just make a quick little salad. So, I mean, you're talking about not loving to do vegetable gardens because of the amount it produces, but like, yeah. look at this. Did you see these guys? This cucumber. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch on there. Yeah, I saved them for you just so that you can okay. harvest them. Okay, well, but we're almost done with the peas, and then we can hit those cucumbers. Yeah, let's do it. The and the cucumbers keep producing, huh? They um yeah, you pick them and as they flower, um, they just keep producing. And then I have the marigolds out here Did to bring as many pollinators. Yeah. And also to try and get rid of some of the. And they are the, the pest deterrent, right? Exactly. Yeah. How long have you been doing gardening stuff? So I um, got into gardening in high school, actually. Really? Yeah. I went to a pretty interesting school for high school. I went to a boarding school in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a dorm parent who was big into gardening, and it was like the environmental justice dorm and all this other stuff. That's cool. And so... Um, we had our own plot, and we, we used to manage, like, around an acre and a half. Okay. And so, in that instance, we were a lot more structured in our approach yeah. of maintaining the garden. Okay. But to your point, you know, having four garden beds, it's like, ah, oh, whatever. Just, like, let's just test things out and play yeah. around. Um, but that's when I started gardening. And in college, I got my degree in urban agriculture. Oh, no way. Which was not so much around the gardening. It was more looking at systems of agriculture and how to make them. Um, like hydroponic stuff? No, like um, think of agriculture as like a large system, monocultures, like big like economic sort of systems and the business of agriculture uh -huh. and how to make it viable for urban settings. 
that's sort of what I studied. What if it's not if it's not hydroponics? Is it like actually interspersing plots of agriculture and development within urban landscapes? Yeah, that's what I was really interested in. And okay. then there's a bunch of different methods in which you could do that, right? Hydroponics okay. being one. Okay. Another one is vertical gardening. Another one yeah. would be like um, the Victory Gardens that we had back in the day. Sure. Um, and like how to increase our food security essentially yeah. and bring better food to different regions of the U.S. where there might be food deserts and things right. like that. Right, totally. Um, so that's what I was really interested in that's cool college. yeah yeah okay i think i finished my my chores nice or my like uh chickpeas at least uh-oh it's got gotcha. you oh no it's covered fine. In it. yeah it's all good that's why you wear the the garden jorts nice garden, um, garden jorts yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so we've got we finished a fair amount nice little handful or two yeah. of black chickpeas and then a couple pinches of the green. Here, I'll go add them into the other ones if you want. And I'll be right back. If you want to pick a couple of cucumbers. Okay, maybe I'll just scout them out. Yeah, go ahead. Whoa. Oh, wow. Once you start looking for the cucumbers, they're everywhere. Are these those like Persian cucumbers? Yeah. Okay. But they they're huge. Yeah, they're enormous. The big ones might be a little bitter. Once I get this. Because they just got to be too big. Yeah. Oh. You just gotta twist them off, huh? Yeah, just like sweet. Pinch them and pull. Pinch and pull. Or twist, you know. Yeah. They're pretty enormous though, like as long as my forearm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you've got big forearms. <laughs> They're not burly, but they are lengthy. Do you just want to take them all, or are you yeah, letting some? Let's leave the two or three small ones. Yeah. On there, but that one you can grab. Okay. And if there's one that you want, you can keep one. Uh, is that okay? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to have one. We've got three in the refrigerator right now. Okay. So which one do you want? The longest, straightest one, or? Uh, yeah, I'll take the four, <laughs> the one that most matches my forearm. There you go. Okay. It's probably an overestimation, actually. This thing's enormous. What a great. Do you want to pick some of the tomatoes? Yes. Let's get in here. So these are, I looked at them and I was like, oh, they haven't ripened yet. But these are the yellow and orange tomatoes. These are the yellow about. and orange tomatoes. Yeah, and, and you'll know that they're ripe. If you basically just mm. tug on them slightly, yeah. they'll just come right off. Yep. This one already. That one split, yeah. Yeah, but that's fine, right? The split is just because of the um, inconsistency in moisture. Water. Yeah, exactly, in watering, yeah. Can I yeah, munch on one ahead. of these? Okay, cool. Yeah, please. I love that green tomato smell. Mmm. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. really good. There's something about the flavor that is enhanced by it having sit in the sun. Well, and being the person who picked it. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, something really refreshing about that, right? Nice. Yeah. Like the temperature of like sun-warmed tomatoes really enhances the flavor of the tomato, I think. It's almost like, I don't want to say it cooked it, but it's... Right. It's just slightly warmed through, so the like acidity is a little more mellow. Yep. When I was growing tomatoes before, this was one of the things that I... The leaves get spotty. Is that a problem, or is that just because they're dying? 
it might be just because it might be a problem. I don't know. Couldn't yeah. tell you. I'm tr- I know somebody knows, but I'm I tend to like WebMD my plants a yeah. little bit. Like I start to get obsessive. Like, wait, is that leaf brown because it's just dying, or is it brown because it's being infected by a mold? And like, leaf browning is basically the symptom of every single bad thing yeah. that could ever <laughs> happen to a plant. So you just yeah. end up like stuck in this rabbit hole. Great, I have tomato plague. Plus there's a really August is such an inflection point for me in growing things like April to June. I'm like you're all gung-ho. Yeah, and you're picking up every weed and you're like training things and then by the time you get to August you're like cool, you're still here. <laughs> you're not going to be here for forever. Yeah, it's like let's just get through this together as winter's best Winter's coming. Yeah, right? exactly. Or fall rather. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect to end this going home with such riches. Well, and you can take some tomatoes, too. Is that all right? How yeah. many? <clears throat> We've got, like, seven inside. Okay. So just grab a handful. I, I will. Get, do you want a bowl, actually? I brought a little bag for all oh, my... Oh, so you knew you were going to... My sound equipment. No, for my sound <laughs> equipment. I didn't... <laughs> like, oh, I brought a produce bag, just in case. Like, you never know. <laughs> Sometimes people feel generous. Sometimes they don't. That's funny. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience and your bounty. You're welcome. And yeah. Take one of the eggplants, too. Is that all right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I don't know. Do you like eggplants? Mm-hmm. Are you still recording? Yes. Okay, never mind. Should I put it away? I was going to say something, but I don't know if you wanted to record it. Uh, I do. It was a little X-rated. Is that is it about the shape of the eggplant? A hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> They're a bit chody, aren't they? They are. Yeah. That's but, what I was thinking. But you know. know. I wouldn't kick it out of bed. <laughs> Touche. That's fair. And then I can't pick those up, but if you want some more, feel free to take them. I'm just going to run these inside. Okay. And um, you know how to get out. I just, uh, just gate and do you want me to close it behind It'll me? It'll close it by itself. Okay, cool. Thanks so much. Thanks a bunch. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll see you later. Big thank you to my neighbor, Raphael. If you want to see pictures from his mad scientist garden, go to our Instagram. We are at Fresh Clippings. For Clippings, I'm Topher Burns. Thanks for joining us on Plant Time. I went to a dinner party recently with somebody who had a, uh, she had a tattoo of a maidenhair fern on her shoulder. And I was like, so I assume you're a Portland native. (laughs) She's like, how did you know? And I was like, just a guess. You have a favorite fern. It's tattooed on your shoulder, so. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's super common here. Yeah. Like people love their ferns. Right? I'm into it. And then, do you want some basil? Oh yes, definitely.